0: what's going on everyone this is kevin with god family and everything else and i have a another good one for you today a very important one when it comes to coffee time with the lord spending time with the lord and uh just whenever you're having that conversation this one is going to be revolving around prayer and things not to do while praying um it's very important that we understand that prayer is meant for uh God to change our hearts for him. It's not meant for anything that is selfish, that is anything where we start to ignore the, uh, the word of uh, God, anything like that. So it's more geared towards how can God change us and not for us to change the Lord. So I have a few talking uh, points—not I wouldn't say talking points—but I have some some notes here that I want to share with you on what we can do to improve our prayer in our conversation with the Lord when we sit down with Him, because it's very important that we we know this when we pray. Uh, but but f- with the show of hands, though, uh, how many how many would you say that it's very difficult to pray? Sometimes you, when you're praying to God, you feel like oh, I don't know what I should say. Uh, you feel like you're missing some things when you're praying to God. Uh, you just feel like you're not articulate enough. You know, do, do, did I say enough? Or was I specific enough? Or uh, I, I can't believe I think I left something out. Or should I have really asked for that? So we should, we should sit down and realize that praying is not as difficult as you may think. This is just an opportunity for us to. Spend time with God. This is our opportunity to have a conversation with the Lord. This is an opportunity for us to understand that God wants to have that communication with us. So when we do pray, it is changing our hearts, our souls, and our mind. And it's also strengthening our our souls and our, our, our faith in Him. Um, so we... I think it's a good idea to try to start to have a good prayer life because the Bible always says to never cease praying, never stop. You know, praying is very important when it comes to our walk with the Lord, and so it's it's healthy. It's healthy when you're in that constant communication with the Lord. It's it's good. You start to understand God more. You got to see you get to see more of who God is. Uh, it's just like any relationship, right? Let's just say, for instance, with my wife, you know, constant communication with my wife. is very important. I'm not going to go days and days and days not speaking to her because that can just completely make things or make the matters worse. We can start to grow distant from each other. You know, we start to form these ideas in our head. You know, that, it's just nothing good can come from it when we have lack of communication. And that can be with, that can be with anybody, but especially the ones that you love. So it's always important to stay in constant communication. And that, that means like just having a conversation, talking, sharing how your day was. <laughs> I, I remember uh, when my wife and I, we were, we were dating. Uh, and this was before my boys were. But I remember I would come home from work. And this was uh, before my wife had to come back to Japan. Even when she would come out to visit me. I come home from work and then i was just so so happy to well one happy to see her and also two just so so happy to share how my day was or what what happened in my day or and <laughs> what i would always do is like my wife would uh, either be in the kitchen so i'd sit down right over there let her know how my day was when she would get up i follow her she'd go into the into the bedroom i sit on the bed continue talking to her about how my day was uh about what happened what what I saw what did I do and then she'd get up and then probably go to the bathroom and I'm sitting right outside the door or she'd be in the shower and I'm sitting there in the shower uh, on the toilet not going by the way just use the toilet as a chair so yeah and just talking to her and she would think that's kind of odd but I was just so excited to, to talk to her let her know what's going on, and you know that's what I'm talking about why having a healthy communication healthy conversation with the ones that you love is very important it creates that closeness and that's the same thing that is important with God he wants to have constant communication with you I mean he didn't create us for no reason God loved us first before we loved him he wants to get to know his creation I mean it says in the Bible that he, he knitted us together in our mother's womb. He knew us before we were even born. But that doesn't, that doesn't make the excuse that you don't talk to him. Just sit there and think, well, God knows who I am, so why do I have to talk to him? No, it doesn't work that way. God wants to actively hear from us. When we talk to him about anything that we're concerned about, anything that we're happy about, constant praising of him. And I've said this before, when you continue having a healthy relationship and conversation prayer life with god you will start to notice that you're that things in your life start to change you start to grow closer to the lord you're so excited to talk to him about anything and just watch how he he works in your life it, it it's true it works and that is something that we continue and my i myself continue to work on having a constant prayer life you know in the morning, midday, afternoon, at night, just constantly talking to God, spending time with him because he wants to spend time with us. Now, let's just go ahead and talk, talk about like the four things that four things that I can say that we should not do when we pray. And I'll just say, for instance, um, we'll say in Proverbs 28, 20, uh, 28, 9. If one of us turns away his, uh, his ear from hearing the law, even, let's see, even his prayer is an abomination. So if someone, even a professed believer refuses to hear the word of God and discipline and guidance, their, their prayers become pretty much pointless. So let's think about it. Why would you pray to God if you choose not to listen to his instruction and his guidance? So you're pretty much trying to get God to bend to your, to your will and not have God have his will upon you. So you're, you're sitting there constantly asking the Lord, saying, Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this. But you choose not to hear what he has to say. That means his Bible, the word of God, hearing what he's consistently and constantly communicating to us. So what's the point of praying if you're going to do that, if you're going to ignore So it's always good to stay in God's word to instruct and plant his word into your hearts so you can know more about who he is and how we can better communicate with him. Another one is we can say loving sin. And Psalm 66 points out another issue that restricts the reception of our prayers. So it says in Psalms uh, 66, 18, if I had cherished inequity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened let's admit and this is just before anyone sin is fun but it doesn't mean it's something that we should do Cause sin is short lived fun sin is short lived that doesn't mean we should pursue it so if you know that you're doing something sinful and you choose not to to change that and then you start to pray to God and he sees that in your heart what are you expecting God to do Honestly, if you choose not to listen to his word, like I said, and you choose to love sin, love to do what is wrong, what God hates and God hates sin, you choose to love what God hates, then we should not be praying to the Lord and asking for anything unless you realize what you're doing. And then you pray and ask the Lord to help change your heart, to help give you the uh, the wisdom, the guidance, to help you move away from what you find fun. If you pray that way and asking God for help, then God will enter, he will definitely guide you and point you in directions that you need to be going. Because again, if you choose to do what is wrong, but yet you decide to pray to God, it's pretty much falling on deaf, uh, deaf ears. And in the Bible, it talks about how it's saying that if you know what to do is right, but you choose not to do it, it's a sin. Simple as that. You know what to do that is right, but you choose not to do it. It's a sin. Um, And another one, let's say number three, desiring wrongly. Now. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passion. James 4, 2, 3. So, let's see. It says, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly. What is that talking about? What do you think it talks about you ask the Lord for something that you will not get bring that will not bring glory to the Lord that will not bring glory to his name you ask for selfish reasons you ask just for yourself and that can be anything it seriously can be anything you can say Lord I I want this house because I've always wanted a big house but then is it are you planning on to uh, glorifying god with this home and how do you glorify god opening up the doors for anyone that needs a place to stay now like i, I know a family like i were uh, in their lake where i was baptized they had probably one of the most beautiful homes i've ever seen in seattle and it was large the property was big and we typically had our baptisms in their lake in their backyard but in their home like their they it was i think it was a two level yeah it was a two level home but it was huge and it had so many rooms and then on the second level it also had a full kitchen everything and bedrooms all that at the bottom too they opened up their doors for anyone that needed a place to stay from my understanding that's what they did so i spoke with um uh, my friend mom that uh, owned the home and she told me that God blessed them with this home and how they want to use it by giving back, giving it back to the Lord, meaning that they want to do what is right, help people that are in need with this house that God blessed them with. That's a perfect example. So if you're, you're desiring something, as long as it's going to bring glory to the Lord, you know, either God will do, answer it in his, his timing, or if it is his will for you, he will answer it. And even if he says no, nothing's wrong with that. Because God knows what's better for us. We don't know what's best for us. We think we know what's best for us, but God knows what's best for us. Sometimes God will allow things to happen because he's trying to teach us. So we should never desire things wrongfully by asking God for selfish reasons. If it's not going to bring glory to the Lord. So let's I mean, like right here, it says first is that we don't ask for God for his help. I've fallen into this many times, either when I think my prayers are insignificant or selfish or when I try to do things in my own power. Have you ever seen or heard that bumper sticker where it says Jesus is my co-pilot? You know, a long time ago, I used to think like, that's kind of cool. I, I, I like that sticker. I like what that says. Jesus is my co-pilot. But, you know, the more and more I mature into my faith and understand, you know, God's word here, I realize that that sticker is completely wrong. What it should say is that Jesus pretty much take the wheel. (laughs) Because why is God going to be second fiddle to you and then you do your own thing? You're not. We, who are we to say that we're going to limit God's power? Let me, let me handle this, Jesus. But you you take control just in case I fall. Just in case I lose control of what's going on. You're, you're my co-pilot. So if anything goes wrong, you take over. Or should it be vice versa? Lord, there's a lot of things going wrong in my life. And I'm giving it to you. Because I can't do this on my own. No matter what the problem is. If we have anger management issues. If we have financial issues we have trouble keeping a job if we have relationship problems if it's all these things that we are sinning or that are falling short of God's glory we realize that we can't do this on our own power God makes it perfectly clear in his word that we can't do this without him there's a lot of people like to think they can but it's not true so we need to desire the Lord's wisdom His guidance so we can leave it all into his hands, leave it all into him. And let's say four, four things you should not do. We should never, never doubt the Lord. And I have here in, let's see if I can pull this up. All right. It says in James one five through seven, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. Uh, it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave on the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For the person must not supp- uh, suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. God is saying trust me so when we pray to the Lord and we ask and then we leave it in his hands we are trusting God that he's gonna do what it with it as he will we're not gonna sit there and pray and kind of have one eye open and be like okay am I doing this right is he gonna actually do what I ask no no we have to pray for to, uh to the Lord faithfully knowing that he's going to take full control in his timing when when he feels that the time is right to answer those prayers. When when we pray and ask God for for help in God is we should not expect him to do it right away. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he does. But sometimes God looks into our heart and he's saying that this individual, he needs to grow. He needs to trust me. I'm not going to answer right away. He needs to go through some growing pains to trust me. Keep his eyes on me. Even no matter what's going on around him, keep his eyes on me. You know, this reminds me of remember when uh, they were on the boat and then they saw Jesus on the water and then they thought it was a ghost. But Jesus was water, walking on water, literally walking on water. Peter saw Jesus and he was like, and then he completely jumped into the, the water and he asked jesus he's like tell me to come to you (laughs) and then jesus when he was like come here peter started walking and he was walking on water as well then all of a sudden peter lost focus and he started to notice all the crashing waves around him peter started to sink and then he started yelling lord save me and then so jesus reached down and pulled him up and said you of little faith why did you doubt this is exactly what God is saying. Have faith in me. Don't doubt. Because if you pay attention to everything that's going on around you. And keep your and lose your focus on me. You are going to doubt who I am. And then try to go after what is not true. And you will sink and you will fail. But if you keep your eyes on me. No matter how bad it may seem. And I understand. It may seem bad. But if you keep your faith in me. I guarantee you, I promise you that I will always be there for you. And that's all God is saying. That's all he's saying in here is keep our faith in him. And as we're growing, you know, that is something that I would say is um, definitely a challenge. It is a challenge. It is a challenge. But, but, you know, God doesn't place a challenge in, a, in front of us that we can't handle. But again, we can't do this on our own. We need the Lord in every aspect of our life. I'm not kidding. Every aspect. The Lord wants us to have a great day. He wants us to have enjoy our lives. Praising Him. Sharing the gospel with other people. Enjoying the things that He blessed us with. You know, our health. Food. Delicious food. Sports. As long as we give Him praise thanks and bring glory to his name in everything that we do and that is something that I'll be perfectly honest that we're always going to stumble doing that but as long as we try to stay faithful and ask the Lord and trust in him at the end of the day the Lord will see that in our hearts when when it is time for us to go home he will look at us and say well done my good and faithful servant welcome home he will see that our hearts were for him and that it wasn't of this world what this world is trying to tell us that we should be asking for what this world is saying that we should put our trust in we shouldn't put our trust in materialistic things yes it's okay to like cars and yes it's okay to enjoy games and sports and all that stuff but can you bring any of that with you when you die no you can't so god is not saying so god is saying stop being of this world and be in the world put your faith in me because none of that stuff is going to bring you happiness it may bring you short happiness and then you're going to get bored but the Lord is the same before, now, and forever and when we understand that we will have constant joy yes, it's okay to have bad days be upset but we must not lose focus and these are four things that I can say that it would hurt our prayer life if we, if we, one, like I said, ignore God's word so we choose not to read it, love sin, so do what is separating us from the Lord, desiring for the wrong thing that doesn't bring glory to his name, and doubting who God says he is. I always tell my boys that I don't like the word can't. So, and then when someone associates can't to God, I don't like that. I'm like, no, God can do whatever he wants. So we should never doubt the Lord. But yeah, I wanted to share that with you. The four four things you should not do when whenever you're praying. And remember, praying is to Ask God to change us, not to change God. So I encourage you, just like I'm trying to encourage myself, but I encourage you to spend more time with the Lord. Don't rush through it. Meditate, meaning just think about what you want to say to him and speak from the heart. If you feel like you haven't covered everything, the Lord knows what you're trying to say because the Holy Spirit will intercede. As long as it's coming from your heart and not just lip service. Trust in the Lord. Always. This is GFE. My name is Kevin. Thank you. I'm out.